testing. Okay, I, I have a 12-minute timer here. Lakers just lost. I don't know why I need to mention that, but they lost. Jokic played incredible. AD played incredible. Just setting the time here. It's May 2023. Trying something else. I'm going to try to post to Substack and just do something like a 10-minute podcast daily. I think this might be a format that I can keep up somehow for the long haul. Maybe it'll get better. That's the hope. I'll talk about the idea really quickly and then jump in. So I've been listening to David Chang's book, Eat a Peach. He mentions, uh, so at the very end, I like skipped to the end. when I, I was starting to highlight it, then I skipped to the end by searching Kindle for the word practice. I was trying to find these different examples where he's talking about practice. Then I saw that there's this end section called 33 Rules for Becoming a Chef. I love a listicle. Maybe it's time for me to try to make one. That's what I was thinking. So 33, that's about a month of daily content. He mentions that he was riffing off. He says, uh, for my answer, I've cribbed a format from the great Jerry Saltz, who wrote an incredible essay for New York Magazine titled How to Be an Artist. I looked that up and pulled that article. I also saw Jerry Saltz has a book with the same title, and I realize I've seen that title quite a few times. So I bought that audiobook. I'll be listening to that. And what I think I'm going to do is, this is the plan, record for something like 10 minutes a day, post that to Substack. Sometimes I'll I'll put the transcript up if possible. I always think I should record with a camera just in case, but I'm realizing then I just, it, it, recording feels a little bit different when I do that. And then I start to become a little self-aware in a negative way. And audio only is always nice for the creation as far as staying consistent with something. I'm just going to try to line it up, talk about one, 33 rules for becoming a chef. I'm not trying to become a chef, but I like David Chang and what he's done as far as like doing his podcast and just how he has been in creating media then I will also talk about each rule. So he's, I'm just going to go through rule number one all the way th- to rule 33. Each episode will be one rule. Then I'll also align it or just include each one. So number one from the Jerry Saltz article. So the one about how to be an artist, I'm going to call this how to be a creator. I guess that's what I'm most interested in right now as far as being someone making things online. Maybe there's a more specific version of creator that will emerge, but we'll see. And there's a few different books that I'll pull from. I don't know what those books are yet, but I have a bunch of different creativity books that I enjoy. Also, In the mail today, I just received a couple books, Universal Principles of UX and then Universal Principles of Design. I had the Kindle versions for a while. I'll mention, yeah, I'm a UX designer. So maybe I can... I I realized people who do this format where you're able to like just turn a microphone on and start talking, usually they have some kind of expertise. I at least have some experience as a UX designer interaction designer. So maybe I can talk about design in some way, but then I always feel like some imposter syndrome. I think this is rooted in maybe like living in New York. I don't live in New York anymore, but I used to work at J crew where, and just being in New York that usually when you heard designer, it was usually like clothing designer came to mind first, either that or designers at agencies. I don't know. It's, it's a weird imposter syndrome that I still have, but 
I can probably pull a rule from one of these books, Universal Principles of Design or Universal Principles of UX. I'll try to keep these on my desk. I wanted to get physical copies just to have um, something to reference and physical books are always a little better for just like constant inspiration to have around. Uh, So I have a few different books there that I'll pull from. But number one from this was this Expert Secrets book. Russell Brunson has this trilogy of books for uh, kind of around like internet marketing. But Expert Secrets is one of my favorite ones. I'll get to that quote. But first, back to this idea of 33 rules for becoming a chef. I'll read here. He says, for those who became chefs because they had to, it's crazy that any anybody with other options would want to work in restaurants. But any chef who has found some degree of success, no matter how illusory that success may be, will end up fielding the same question, how do I become a chef? That's like the intro for uh, this chapter. And yeah, just want to, again, capture the time. He just did a commencement speech for USC's journalism program. I still need to watch it. I'll watch that. But I've just been watching like old episodes of No Reservations. Just been thinking about food a lot. I, I always think a lot about food, but lately have been, it, it got kicked off. I was taking a hike. I listened to this old interview. It's like one of those why, oh, I forget what they're called, but it's somewhere in New York. And yeah, it was Anthony Bourdain, almost said Anthony Davis, Anthony Bourdain and David Chang in conversation with someone. So there was that. I've been listening to Anthony Bourdain's two books, so medium or two of his books, Medium Raw, and I always want to say No Reservations. It's Kitchen Confidential, and now I'm starting to read David Chang's book. I've always been interested in food. I've, I never had like aspirations to become a chef or anything like that. So it fascinates me, but this will be the whole thing. And rule number one actually is really good in terms of this. He says, rule number one, being a chef is only partly about cooking. There's a few different paragraphs here, but he is just pointing out a few different things that are, that go beyond cooking. These are like general skills. So he says, do you love washing dishes? How about mopping floors, taking out the garbage, unloading boxes, and organizing the refrigerator? These constitute 90% of the job of being a chef. It helps you if you enjoy them. That's the end of the highlight. But yeah, he goes on to say you should also be hungry in the mental sense of like you uh, want to outwork people. Then also enjoying being on a team not being jealous because other people will get all of the accolades and you might not be able to participate in uh, life because a lot of work as a chef is during weekends, evenings, and you probably will not have a super cushy lifestyle, especially starting out. And like he says, it's all of this is only partly about cooking. This is These are just other things that involve life. And I I think there's just always like a lot of analogies from cooking to life to productivity. One of my favorite books also is called Work Clean by Dan Charnas, or is it Carnas? I should find that out. But he tells all these stories about cooking and then how they relate to roughly like knowledge work, so creative work. But I'll, okay, so I'll talk about like number one from How to Be an Artist by Jerry Saltz. He says, lesson one, don't be embarrassed. And he says... 
I get it. Making art can be humiliating, terrifying, leaving you feeling foul, exposed, like getting naked in front of someone else for the first time. You often reveal things about yourself that others may find appalling, weird, boring, or stupid. People may think you're abnormal or a hack. Fine. When I work, I feel sick to my stomach with thoughts like, none of this is any good. It makes no sense. But art doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't even need to be good. So don't worry about being smart and let go of being good. If I'm speaking about just this, doing the podcast, I often have been embarrassed. I've had a different podcast for a while. I don't know how I'm going to merge these feeds in the future, but there is just this idea of being embarrassed by like this being a weird thing to do. It is one of my main hobbies is doing this podcast, like making stuff online. And I pretty rarely ever talk about it with friends. Yeah, there's that aspect of being embarrassed. And then also just like the embarrassment of the level of quality that I'm putting out. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Those are good ones. What I'm putting out is not that good, but hopefully I can get over that and hopefully I can get better by this idea. So what I wrote down was number one, lesson one, I should figure out a better way to phrase this because, okay, it's rules for becoming a chef and then lessons for how to be an artist. And then if I just say lessons again, I don't know if that makes sense, but that, that's fine. I'll say, or maybe it can be laws, 31 laws for how to be a creator. But then I start to overthink it. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that laws of creativity book. And then there's expert secrets. Yeah, there's probably some better word I can use here. I'll just also call it uh, suggestion number one. I guess that's not strong enough, but how to be a creator. I'll say tactic one, find your voice. So this is going to be a quote from Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. He says, step number one, publish daily for at least a year. And here's the highlight. He says, first, figure out where you will publish then decide how and when you are going to publish. Will you wake up each morning and write a 1,000-word blog post before lunch? Will you do a Facebook Live video before you go to bed each night sharing the day's lessons? What works for you that will help you to be consistent? And uh, that's the end of the highlight. No, I'm not going to go <laughs> live before bed each night. But something about that idea of like before bed recording something stuck out a little bit to share the day's lessons. Because... I listen to a lot of stuff. Usually I'm listening to three to six podcasts a day. I And that's really cut down from... I used to listen to probably three or four hours of audio when I lived in New York and had a walking commute or any kind of commute to work. But what I realized this week when I was thinking about, oh man, I haven't been like putting anything out. I, I think about this for hours. I outline, I do all this stuff that's not going like directly to publishing something. So the amount of hours versus the amount of output is completely unbalanced. And I was just thinking, what what could I do to be more consistent? And yeah, it's this idea of sharing what I learn by listening, because I'm always taking walks. As I have Booster, my dog, so I'm taking walks all the time, listening to something all the time. And I always have this idea, oh, I'm going to share this in the future. Let me like collect all these thoughts. Let me collect um, notes. I take notes on things, build, building a second brain and all that. So I have notes everywhere. I have different like spreadsheets of notes, things in like name the name, the personal knowledge management app. I probably have used it and I probably have a significant amount of notes saved somewhere, different like recording apps, but it's a lot of churn. So it's a lot of stuff that I'm making and then it's not really like getting published. And to my point, like back to the point I was trying to make is I'm listening to a lot of audio. I think, oh, I'll write about this in the future. And then 
when I finally sit down and write, inevitably, I just write about the thing I most recently listened to. Not Or like with the, something that I consumed within the past day, if that. Usually it's just whatever was most recent. That made me realize, oh, if I don't make something that day about that topic, I probably will never get to it. So that's where this idea of sharing the day's lessons is has really stuck in my mind. And I do think, oh, I could sit down and then share one thing a day. And if I have this structure, then I'll be able to have a little bit of a spine to keep guiding me. Not spine as in courage, but spine as in an outline and also courage. Yeah, sure. So this idea, step one, just start. Yeah, this is, I'll figure out like the sections to do here where I I shared the rules and lessons, number one, but yeah, I'll just say like this first section is just start, keep making stuff. That's how you find your voice. I will try to find my voice. I, I, I always say, not say, but think about this, that I used to blog in high school and I feel like when I wrote, I was just a little more free. And this was like WordPress, maybe version one, very early on. Like I thought I was some kind of like wizard to, for having a domain name, like a .com domain. But yeah, I would write there all the time from what I remember. Like just, it was that time when you would just do one link and then a comment. And that was a pretty popular format. And I feel like I had a better voice as far as like how I wrote. And now it seems like I tried to do like an imitation of a bunch of different people. And back then it was probably the same thing, but I don't know. I felt like I had a voice before, not so much anymore. So I'll try to get to that. This is running a little long. I was aiming for it to be something like 10 minutes. I do all kinds of podcasts, but appreciate some of the, there's like developer T, a few that are like five to 15 minutes a day, something that you can have with your coffee with some frequency. And it is a, a format I like. There's also the Magic the Gathering Drive to Work podcast where he, I I love the format, just the idea of it that he just records every day during his commute. He he posts, I think two episodes a week, but records every day and then he can just kind of throw away some. And I said, I was going to talk about UX here or something. So design in some way. So what applies to this idea of just starting? Here's the the 80-20 rule. I'll just pull this rule. He's the highlight here. A high percentage of effects in any large system are caused by a low percentage of variables. There's plenty of ways to apply 80-20, the Pareto principle. But the way I like to think about it is this idea of good enough, get to 80%, hit publish. If you can do that for a long time, then overall your library of work becomes even better than 80%, something like that. To be great is to be good consistently. Uh, I think that's Steph Smith that has an article about that. So go check that out. Thanks for listening. How to be a creator. Number one of 33.